Hey, welcome back to Hot Takes, everybody. It is me, Young Shiro, and my illustrious cohort. Skeleton Lipstick. Skeleton Lipstick. Back for season three, a whole new season of your favorite vapor art and music discussion podcast, Hot Takes. Hope you guys like the new look. We've got a hell of a first guest that I'll have Skelly introduce here in just a minute. But as always, just a reminder, we love you guys. We're glad you're here. All questions uh, are our top priority at all times. So keep them rolling. If you have a question for our guest, just don't hold back. Uh, debates, argument topics, geek out sessions, don't hold back. Uh, you guys are, are a part of this community, and we we you are our favorite part of this show. So, And of course, let me know if I'm too quiet, if the music is too loud, if our guest is too quiet or Chris is too loud. Keep me in the know. And uh, try to punch up if need be. No punching down. Uh, Going to post the link uh, with uh, StreamBot uh, if you feel led to donate. Quiz, don't don't start, buddy. Um, but anyways, I'll turn my mic yeah, I up, I guess. Oh, man, thank you. Um, got a little... Uh, a good new layout. So uh, let's thank Lunitas for the artwork. Uh, former guest on the show. Very, very skilled artist and musician, Lunitas. Uh, we commissioned to do our, our background artwork of Chris and I. Uh, and I've got uh, a whole new uh, like Windows kind of themed look with uh, a, um, a nod to the Final Fantasy chat box for the, uh, the subtitles. I guess my mic isn't very loud. All right, Quiz, I'll, I'll boost it a little bit. But anyways, guys, just, you know, keep us in the loop. Don't forget to help us promote, invite a friend, post about it on Twitter, Facebook, Insta, whatever. Bring some people in here, raid our chat, and um, without further ado, let's uh, let's. <laughs> you're never gonna get James. You're right. So um, I'm gonna start tonight off, guys, with some recommendations. We've been on uh, a small little sabbatical, uh, and we want to thank you guys for your patience with us. So I've had plenty of time to crate dig, and I got three recommendations for y'all. Um, I want to start off with a really obvious one. Um, maybe I'm a little late to the game, but former guest and uh, first three guests, I might add, FM Skyline on 100% Electronica has an excellent album called Lightwear. It's a little on the short side, but it's I like to consider a distilled, concentrated form of what they do best, which is the, the MIDI wave type of vibe. Like a like a mind's eye personified, you might say. Uh, beautiful stuff. If you've not heard, thank you for the link, Lux. If you've not heard FM Skyline, what are you doing? But if you're a fan of Windows 96, uh, Eyeliner, Hotel Pools, or um, I don't know. There's some other great, great names I could throw out there. Check out Lightwear by FM Skyline. Don't waste any time. Um, people are already asking about Sade. We'll get to that. Um, second recommendation, um, we're going to go a little vapor adjacent for these two. Got an album I can recommend by a, a lo-fi house artist called Funk Fox, and it's called Uncertain. If you are not a stranger to the stream, you know I love lo-fi house. Of course, Chris likes it too, but I mean, I'm obsessed. Funk Fox makes a very gentle, quiet, muted type of lo-fi house that borrows a lot with uh, from samples of 90s R&B 
uh, 90s and 80s R&B. Um, so if you want something gentle but danceable, it's vapor adjacent. Take you a little out of your comfort zone. Check out Uncertain by Funk Fox. Uh, recommended to fans of DJ Seinfeld, Ross from Friends, and DJ Sabrina the Teenage DJ. Yes, Lux, I actually have these links ready to go. So with my last recommendation, Chris, I don't know if you've heard of this artist, but uh, I want to say I discovered them maybe thanks to Lux or possibly just stumbled upon uh, Green Lines. And there are their album. So they're, they're kind of like, I guess they made Vaporwave or like Hypnagogic Pop at one point, but they made an album called The Calm. And The Calm has got some vapor... Like, like you can hear like saxophone and stuff in it, but the the biggest thing that I like about the calm is that it is a like breakbeat meets lush sound fonts meets like vapor like ethos, right? So it's almost like if somebody if, if say if FM Skyline and Simple Syrup were to uh, hang out with uh, Akasha System for a week. That's what Green Line sounds like. So if you like Breakbeat, Lo-Fi House, or Vaporwave, you got to check out The Calm by Green Lines. Now, I've talked enough tonight. We're going to do what we do best, and we're going to get a hot take from the doctor himself. Hello. So well, my hot take tonight is, I guess, more of a uh, question about what you guys think about this. So it seems more and more these days that... Artists have been moving away from releasing albums and into more often releasing singles. Because in the streaming age, obviously, you can do as much promotion for a single as you can for an album. But with a single, you can you don't have as much tied to it. You can pitch it to playlists, and uh, you don't have to invest so much of yourself into the process of making it. But you can put just as much uh, just as much promotion behind it. So it just makes me want, like, I see this more and more. Some some artists out there are now only have singles released. Uh, I've looked at some wave artists that I'm into, and it's just single after single oh, after yeah. single. Is this the, just the way that music is going? Is is is? Or, I mean, I don't think albums are going to completely go by the wayside, but, you know, I don't know. There may be some artists that will eventually just never release albums. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think, um, you know, I know I've, John has often talked about, like, you know, his belief in the album and his belief in the uh, the medium of the album. But is this kind of, I don't know, is it, is it kind of, is it going to eventually sort of be not the main way that we digest music? Are we just going to ingest it through singles? Um, the way that these logarithms work and the way that um, listening to music in general works these days is it's, it's sort of based on like you put one song on and then another recommendation comes up on after it and i guess the more singles you release the more likely you have the chance of working your way into that way of, um, of being listened to so it's kind of like it's very sad you know we talked a lot about yeah. you know, physical releases not happening that much for, for for artists but you know the idea of albums in general um what do you guys think about that i'm keen to know what the chat thinks as well because i mean you and i are around the same age mm-hmm. we're album well, we grew up on albums. I mean, yeah, they had yeah. maxi singles and stuff. But I would buy an album and I would put it in the put it on the car or put it on the uh, Walkman or whatever, and I'd listen to the whole thing. I'd study the album. You know what I mean? I would go through it. I'd listen. To, I'd look at the liner notes. I'd uh, pay attention to the you know the organization of the songs and how they came forward. I, you know, you really studied an album. We'd get one album, you would study it. But now, um, it's sort of a smattering of everything, right? You know, you 
you put on the song and then a generated playlist comes up. And the way that you sort of take advantage of, of being on generated playlists is by releasing singles, right? Because that's the yeah. generated playlist is the generated playlist sort of replacing the album for people. Hmm. I think that's probably the the reason that that's happening, man. I mean, you hit you hit it right on the head. It's for the algorithm, and people have to promote their work. I mean, I'm trying to turn my gain up for quiz, but um, it is a little sad, you know. Occasionally, just you know, seeing the death of the the long form album. Honestly, I feel like our scene more than anything has kind of kept it alive. Oh, for you know, sure. For people sure. people are definitely fans of 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 long albums, like uh really long album sometimes but uh, that's a that's a hot take for another day <laughs> um well listen i forgot to uh forgot to grab my drink but before i run off i want to thank saturn foo for your generous donation shout out saturn thank foo you. first dono of 2023 um maybe we should bring our guest on and see what they think of your take do you want to you want to tell the people about cyan blue oh cyan blue is the very very fascinating artist Wonderful future punk artist. I'm not even sure if he considers himself future punk. Is that what we do? That's a great sure, question, actually. and I would like to ask. You know, him I actually. just think it's his own vibe, though. So if you haven't listened to the album Scientology, definitely go ahead and listen to it right now because it's a party through and through. But this is a unique character. The blacksmith. He. Uh, <laughs> this is a unique character. Not only does he craft outstanding future punk, if you want to call it that, but um, he's also somebody who has a lot of personality and. And that's kind of which, and, and that's a fun thing that shines through not only in his music but in his communications with people. He shows up on all kinds of different um, uh, podcasts throughout the vapor sphere, and whenever oh, yeah. he does, it's a whole new fun spice just sort of layered out into the conversation. You never know exactly what he's going to say or what you're going to get, but it's always going to be entertaining and insightful. So let's bring him on. All right, so Cyan Blue couldn't agree more. We're going to go ahead and I uh, hope you guys like our little screensaver here. But you can go ahead and unmute yourself, Cyan, and face reveal. Ladies nope. and gentlemen. Sorry. Oh, my no goodness. No face reveal. I'm finally here. <laughs> guys, you've been waiting for this moment for, I'm, I'm sure, since the show's very existence. Since I'm before we even had here. the show. Guys, I know you love me. We're going to have a great time <laughs> in, the, in these ways. Who else? It is not a secret. I have not kept it a secret at all. I've teased and I've prodded, and I yeah, have... I've heard behind the scenes that you were desperately trying to get me on here. I mean, I wouldn't I say the looks to give me your contact information. It was like she was shaking, ready to hit me in contact with you. I mean, it was pretty incredible. Hey, I know. Listen, Chris, Chris, and I throw. Well, Chris throws parties, right? I just I just play at it. I am the party. You, you know, are some people have thank you. This, even though I've never been to a party. You've never what? been to a party? Never, never been to a dance party. party. Playing. Not never to a dance party. You know, it's oh, no. incredible. You're missing like out, bud. Like I'm a born talent for that event. Uh, no one wants to put me on though, so hey. It's a little insight for you promoters out there. Well, we'd love to put you on, but where are you located at, Cyan? I can't remember. I am in the great white north of Canada. Oh, you're in Canada? Canada. That's right. 
There's so, some guys over in Canada. You talk to Indy, something like that. Maybe he should set up some shows. Uh, people, you need to fly me out and accommodate me for everything. Exactly. <laughs> he's got a, a lot of money. He's got a, me for everything. Got a list. A big ass. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of demand. Hey, at the end of the day, bud, I mean, transitioning, I don't produce me, right? So I have very little knowledge about well, uh, we'll get into that. Man, this mic is such a piece of shit. Sorry. Uh, sorry to our viewers. But anyways. Um, yeah, you tell that mic who's business. I will. But anyways, I feel like you know how to make party music. Like when I heard, yeah. and I can thank Lux for this. I hope you know it's completely Lux's fault that I'm a fan. When I heard, um, I think it's called See It in Blue and then The Spot, it was just like, <laughs> it was what I've been looking for for years. Like I'm really picky about my future funk, man. Picky about future funk too. Real mm-hmm. picky. I mean, guys. I mean, because the bar is set so low of entry. The I mean, I'm sure Vaporwave. I'm gonna grab this drink real a quick. Similar type of issue. Yeah. When it comes to future funk, you got to be very picky with these types of things. You don't want to go out there and listen to a. Ooh, I was about to say somebody's name. I was going to throw them under the bus. No, but, no, no, you know, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get nice too cash. spicy on here. Uh, well, hey, wait, I but got some be... spicy questions for you, but usually I let Chris oh? get the, you know. Oh, yeah, I do. But, you know, hey, you're the one running the show. Um, I And in speaking of show, I think you need to play some shows, and I think you agree. And just whatever you got to do, SP, DJ controller, whatever fucking press play and dance it's been done you gotta You've do seen it. that happen somebody's just on the decks pressing play i thought i thought they'd get uh in trouble for that maybe at chris's oh, show I mean, like, a D, like a dj dance party well it depends on what you're considering if it's a performance then it could be whatever you want if it's like a dj dance party thing then yeah you gotta gotta use yeah. things because I, but if it's I've a performance you can, if you just label it as a performance then the, the window the door is open now for you to interpret your performance however you like I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the workaround right because i definitely heard through the grapevine from fellow producers they are not happy if you just press play not if you're doing like a dj dance party probably not yeah. like that very much um <laughs> but Cyan, how did you get into making into the scene? What 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 brought you here? What brought me here? You know, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Um, if I have to, you know, describe it in one word, maybe two, but most likely one. Maybe I can try two. Nah, I take that back. I'll try one. I came here to feature fun to do one thing. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie guesses. I mean, I'm open. Are you going to chew Eddie? bubble gum? I mean, I came here to, funk, to bring the funk. To bring the funk. Oh. I mean, let's be real here. There's been some people slacking on that department <laughs> for some time. Came here, came here to oh, regulate. Shit. Time for the flames. How did you find out about Future Funk? Like, what was the first artist you heard from this uh, world? Well, you see, uh, my origins date back, you know, more so producing French House. Okay, no way. Okay. And so it's through French House, online French House, at least in, what, the early... Hmm. 
in like early 2000 and no late 2013 so okay. i would have been 12 years old yeah i've been doing uh, this oh damn you're quite doing this for you are I'm quite married. young i've been hey, doing this for a decade now so i'm 22 i started this at 12 years old Make that's very interesting that's let me Sorry, that's very yeah. interesting is at 12 yeah. years old you're already using the digital audio workstations things like that you yeah know, and i totally um, acquired that legally mind you uh, <laughs> if anyone's listening i i find it very fascinating how the how younger people sort of start with the digital audio workstations rather than like even traditional instruments these days you know right you know that's a thing that's that's a new thing i think it's back and in it's the day just so much complications i mean in my youth uh i did a little violin i don't oh, know okay. i don't remember oh, how wow. to play it. i don't remember how to play it now uh, i got a guitar i would always break the strings because you know how if you turn the tuner too much and then the mm -hmm. strings like snap like if you yeah, make it too happened. tight yeah yeah I, I never knew that so i would always accidentally snap the, the guitars i got so that ended so in a disaster so then you were on the digital audio workstations at around 12. uh was there yeah. a particular artist that you were listening to that made you want to start making your own music was it daft punk was it something like that yeah. definitely daft punk i would say is the starting point for most people uh, yeah. When they're getting into, you know, f uh, French house, and then That's from that, um, it it branches yeah. off to either Thomas side or Roulet, his mm. record, and yeah. then Guy Man's uh, Cry to More. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. That's it. You know, Daft Punk is fascinating to me because that is, that's a producer, produce, that's, that's a, a, those are producers that have like, they made albums that were done in 1996 and people, you know, like you hear it in 2010 or 11 or so and, and it inspires you to make your own music. And this is music that was made several, several, you know, years ago, decades ago now at that point. So it's very interesting the, st the lasting power and the influence of Daft Punk is really should never be underestimated. True. I mean, absolutely. I mean, these guys are definite legends of this game. Mm -hmm. um, may they rest in peace. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very sad that, wait, who who exploded in that video? Was it Thomas? Okay, well, so here's what happens. That they both. <laughs> that's actually a clip from the Daft Punk original movie, Electroma. And that is secret, true. Yeah. So I think the one of them self destructs the other one, and the other one right. tries. To Are you like, talking about that Interstellar seven 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 movie? I am not. I'm talking about Electroma, which has like barely any Daft Punk music in it. It's a live action oh, movie. Yeah, made. yeah. I thought it was like uh, it didn't have any of the music, but fans may put music onto YouTube. Yeah. No. Does that I, have anything I, I, to do just, with like that Troma Film Studio? No. Like, really, like Toxie what? and everything. No, it has nothing to do with oh. Toxie. Okay. I would say that it's it's actually like rather uh, like rather it's really funny because it's rather pretentious and, and long and most of the time it's just them walking around the desert till they get tired and blow each other up well one of them blows himself up the other one takes tries to set himself on fire with a piece of glass and can't do it so he starts like smashing his head on a rock like don't they try to make themselves human at one point in the they do they put on like the fake skin yeah it melts Damn. off is it like a giant hate. music video no i mean not, I mean, really, not, not really it's just know. like a long form long form yeah. uh movie that's okay, uh yeah. kind mm. of like 
depressing and interesting. And it's scored just, entirely it's by Daft Punk. To, what starring Daft Punk? Ah, uh, yeah, I got you. They don't score it. I think the, my point is that I'm saying is that they actually like there's like no Daft Punk music in it. It's just that's them. weird. Yeah. And I, yeah, silence. but that's why I love them so much. It's very left field mood for them. They're always doing strange things. All the music videos are very strange, <laughs> interesting. Oh, you know, they're they're French. <laughs> I think I yeah. think the strangest video of theirs would have to be technologic with the little the guy the robot. Yeah, I would say <laughs> that one is that was definitely strange. Did you see like the music video for like? What is it? Uh, well, they're all really strange. My, I love the funk music video though. With uh, what's the dog's name? Charles. Charlie, I think. Charlie, and he's just walking around, just like down on his luck, trying to find, you know, trying to find a friend. And uh, yeah, I thought that's a great music video. It's one of my favorites. Spike Jones. Have you guys found a friend? Found what? A friend. Uh, I'm best kept to myself. Oh. So, what else were you into growing up? If I if I can ask, you you've obviously got the Daft Punk inspiration. What else fuels the cyan blue product? Okay, and so now if we're, if we're talking about internet artists, I would say at the early beginnings, you know, you're looking at artists like uh, The Phantom's Revenge. Oh, Louis Phantom's LeRoy. Revenge is great. I love Phantom's Revenge. Very, very great artists. Still making some fantastic sample clips. I'm very honored to have a release on the same internet label with Montel. I was going to say, shout out. They did, the release, they did that Phantom's Revenge final, that's right. Mm -hmm. They followed Oh, me, they asked actually. you to release, huh? We, we yeah, love Fiber. Cool. Uh, yeah. We love, they, yeah, he, we love Fiber. They wanted the new Cyan Blue. I was like, guys, I don't know if I can give you it, but like, mm -hmm. we'll do some stuff with it. And then I was like, I had to give it. So, you know, yeah, that's Fiber. That's, Friend to the they, show, he's been on. He's been on here too. But were they bad? Were they good? Fiber, Fiber's great. Fiber, Fiber was great. He's Fiber can talk. Before. I know Ooh. he's wonderful. So I love, Fiber I and Chris, your, just, Chris and Fiber went like this for two whole hours, and I was like, "So yeah, yeah. he was a great guest." Ch chiming in every time, every now and then. Okay, uh, trying. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? Do you not go way back? Like, or is just Chris a talkative person? Uh, I used to be a more talkative person, and also I know Fiverr pretty well. He's a good friend of mine. We played shows together. He's visited a few times, so you know. Oh, they slept on your couch. Fiverr didn't sleep on my. Oh no, he did sleep on my couch one time. No, he did. That's right. Awesome. Yeah, he did. Actually, I think I gave him the bed. I take it back. I mean, both Fiber and Chris have have jumped into FunnyNet before, or or not FunnyNet, but like Randy's stream, and um, they they both kind of take it over for the the time that they're there. And it's, it's humorous, awesome. at least in my opinion, it's who, humorous. Who online extroverts get you know on the same platform together talking each other's ears up? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, uh, I, he's just—he's just a very good friend of mine, and he's been a good support system for me over the years as well. I'm just a, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Alex. Same, yeah, exactly. Great, great guy. Very, very kind. Very, in, very, very skilled. Like intimidatingly Ooh. skilled. Five very minutes. busy. All the time. Intimidated. I hope he's got. I hope he's relaxing right now. <laughs> I hope so too. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm intimidated, but I would say that I have a lot to learn from Fiber and. I respect how 
skilled and like multifaceted they are. You know. Ooh. Okay. Multifaceted. Uh, I mean, let, let's really dig deep on this. <laughs> what? Multifacetedness. Are you really impressed of by uh, the Romanian god himself? The... Well, running, running anybody, anybody running a record label is, is like I don't know how they do it. <laughs> right, oh, they run a label. That is true. I don't know how they design, do that. They master audio. They make music. They got their degree. They're in a relationship. Like, come on, give them their flowers. Come on, go. Yeah, More. holy shit. More. More. All right. Come so, on, what I, are we talking about, let's talk about Cyan Blue again. Yeah, like we're here to talk about Cyan Blue. I want to know. <laughs> and Chris kind of sort of already asked. Like, so you've been working on making music for 10 years, but you kind mm-hmm. of exploded on the scene with Scientology. And I know you had like a like a silly little thing going on with Discoholic for a little while, um, or I think it was Discoholic. But like, what made you decide to take the step and be like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this banger album and I'm gonna drop it on Business Casual, and all of a sudden I'm just gonna be there." Like, where did that come from? You know, you know Feature Funk, uh, Feature Funk needed a resurgence. I was sick and tired of all these you know, dud albums being released, you know. You know, people in my circle, however, in terms of future fun, we make the good shit, you know, like the Barb Walters. Barb Walters is fire. Eve.exe, you know. We we are legends in this. And, you know, it was was only uh, the right time to, you know, come in a year after the pandemic at around Halloween, not to spook the people, but, you know, maybe rejuvenate the people with the, you know, holy spirit of future funk that can only be found in Scientology, out now in business casual. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, so really, I mean, it's about rejuvenation. Future funk was getting stale. I revived it again. You're welcome. I'm going to pat myself <laughs> You're on the welcome. Back. For that right you did collaborate with a lot of people on Scientology, and you definitely had some very big and important and skilled people that you worked with. Oh, absolutely. I got a close relationship with everybody on that record. Uh, Dr. Fletcher, you know, fantastic guy over there from Norway. You know, I brought them in on a yeah. track with uh, yeah. A funny uh, fact about that track. I sent the stems to both of them. They gave me some cool shit to work with. Then I pieced it together. To that oh, so, nice. So they gave how... you little bits and pieces and you, you organized it. You orchestrated that. Okay. I mean, that's hey, just also... the visionary you get from me. To be I honest. also really like your song with Lola Disco. What's it called again? There's the song you have with Lola Disco. That's really Gotta cool. have you. That, that's that it. Is, that is a gem. Right there. That's a great song. One of How the, long? one of the. Oh, I'll let you finish, Isaac. No, 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 no. I apologize for interrupting you. I want to hear no, no, the Lola no, please, Disco please story. Please continue. Please continue. I'm open. Once you finish the Lola Disco story, I would like to know how long it took you to put the album together, and just what your process. I would love to hear the whole story. The whole story. Oh yeah. I mean, are you sitting down? Are you ready for this? I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down. All right. It wasn't that much. I shot them a DM and uh, that was it. Oh, wait, this is for the Lola Disco story, right? Or the album? 
the album. But you please finish the Lola Disco story. Oh, well, the Lola Disco story was that. The album story. Now that's something entire. Um, the album first started with a name, you know, with a name, you gotta make a statement. And for me, I only felt it was right to, you know, have it be named Scientology. Right. Uh, because people who follow me, you know, aren't just fans. We are a part of a movement and that movement is called Scientology. So the name of the album is very important. Right. In my opinion, you can't start making an album if you don't even know what it's going to be called. This doesn't That's an even make sense thing. at that point. No. We That's have a. It is. It kind of harkens back to our debate about track the names name first before you come up with the name of the album. And I'm thinking about it too, and I'm like, I think I kind of have done that too. Anytime I've made an album, I had the name first before I was really fully finished the album. You know, I never thought without. About it. Without the name of the album, how can you even work towards constructing it, in my opinion? You always got to start with the name. And let's even even look at the the very first track name on the album. Could you guys read that out for me? Come on. You know what it is. Isn't it See It in Blue? Let me look this up. Exactly. It is, isn't it? See It in Blue. Badass intro track. Because the future... Of my future funk is in blue. Guys, I've been thinking about this. I am miles ahead of everyone in this game. It is incredible. <laughs> I'm biased, but I absolutely agree. Um, I would like to know why you chose the name Cyan Blue. What does it mean? Guys, I need to ask again. Are you sitting down for this? <laughs> yes. Down, sir. This is now very serious. I'll say it again. Are you sitting down? Let me make sure. All right. Chris, are you ready? All right. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm trying to drum up that suspense as, as long as I can. People in chat... Get ready to clip this moment because it's gonna go viral. People Jesus in chat, Christ. clip it. Are you ready? Holy shit! See in the chat for cyan blue. All right, people. I think you're ready. I'm finally gonna reveal the backstory to my name. Oh shit! All right, this is it. I just like the color blue. That's it. You heard it on hot takes. Exclusive. Damn. But but you like cyan as well. So like you couldn't choose between the two. I mean, cyan is a blue color. I just can't call myself blue. Uh, It's not going to work with Google. Plus, I wanted a name that you're you're not going to really hear too much behind with blue. You're not going to really see in your everyday lives people like Cyan. Let's be real. Yeah, here. that's True. a very good point as well. And I have to say, the name is very, is phonetically just very fun to say. Exactly. And like that, I arise like a phoenix <laughs> from the ashes <laughs> of future funk. 
rejuvenating it once again. <laughs> I would like to hear a long form story of Future Funk lying in waste, written by like Wizard of Loneliness or something. I'm sure an AI a story of the origin. For us. You know, maybe like a chat GPT. We have our first viewer question, if you don't mind me getting that in really quick. Uh, Pacific Plaza, good friend of the show. Welcome back. Pacific Plaza wants to know, uh, he says, question for the Scientologist. Do you ever make edits of your songs for DJs to play? For example, stuff with longer intros and outros, extended breaks or edits, etc. Like, what do I factor that in? the production or do i send a dj an edit um well you know a lot of songs that are like made to be played at the club will have like a long like silent kind of four on the floor intro to give djs time to like transition and like mix in and out of songs uh i'm not assuming because i I will gave me the, the idea when I was in a car. Almost we're ye- we're losing you a little bit there, buddy. Cyan, you still with Lose us? It. Yeah, I think your internet shit itself. Uh oh. Well, if you can hear us, uh, maybe leave the chat and come back really quick. Uh, oh, he's back. Oh, there we go. There he is. You with us? Oh. I'm going to throw up the screensaver real quick. Because I really want to know the answer to this question. All right. Well, while we're waiting. Yeah, let's doing, not Isaac? let's let's not sit here in silence. Um. I'm doing pretty good. I'm very excited to be back yes. on the show. Cyan? Are you back, buddy? With us? This poor fool's been right. sitting in this voice chat for, like, hours. I know. He thought we were supposed to start, like, an hour earlier than we actually started. Well, how are you doing, Isaac? How's, how's your... I'm doing good, buddy. Um, Okay, he just got oh, back. Am I allowed? Oh, yeah, yeah, good? we hear you. You're good. We hear you. So I'm doing good, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Um, What was I saying last time? You were talking about, um, Chris, what was he talking about? You were going to ask him a question about the DJ edits. That's it. I was saying Chris gave me. Oh, this is unreal. (laughs) Me, the idea. Okay, Cyan, close your Discord out. Like, hang up the call, close Discord. Damn, this never happens on fucking funny yet. (laughs) Um, I'm doing great, Chris. Hopefully you are as well. Very excited to be back with my best bud. And Luxury Noise, thank you so much for your generous donation. They're dropping Randy emojis in the chat. Oh, I love that. That's great. So, 
you'll pardon me if I kind of jump in your way a little bit with the biographical questions. Because I've wanted do. to talk to this motherfucker for months. Please like, do. Uh, I don't think I can express adequately, dear viewers, yeah. how over the moon I am. And I hope that it's not untoward of me to just say, Cyan messaged me and said, we have some things we need to talk about a month ago. And I was like, okay. And I jumped in a, a voice call with them and they said, oh, Isaac, 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 we've got a lot of things we need to talk about. I think I'm going to come on your show and promote my new album. There's a new, a newer Cyan Blue. So we haven't gotten that far yet. But if you've seen the advertisements, you've seen the advertisements for the BizCast releases, right, Chris? Yes. Yeah, we got some new Chance De La Soul coming up. Christ got a new album coming up and a new one by Cyan Blue. An even newer Cyan Blue. I don't want to steal their thunder and like talk about what it is, but just saying, I got it. Ahead of release. And it's good. If you like future funk, if you like party music, if you like 80s R&B and just quick chops, it is good. You're going to like it. Um, Quiz says it seems like a re-release. No, unfortunately, Swablin, they are not back yet. Uh, I'm really hoping that they can come back and join us. Uh, and I'll defer to you with uh, with your questions for a little bit, Chris. So anyway. CalMori99, thanks for the tip. We appreciate you more than you know. What else is going on, Isaac? How, how's, that, how's life? Well, um, you know, I'm really keen to know if the Barbary is going to open back up, man. Are they, like, closed? They're still or... refurbished. They're, still... uh, like, for the last, like, year and a half, man. <laughs> I swear to God. Stop. It's definitely been, like, a year, I feel like, now. That is a long almost. closure. Well, hopefully it's all, you no, know, I guess it's, almost, it. it's not a year yet, but it's soon. Hopefully. Yeah. Doing, it's been... been doing an, another party at the 700 in Philadelphia, which is a fun club as well. I got gotcha. you. Uh, that party's yeah. called Eclipse. <clears throat> uh, Pacific Plaza asked us since uh, since we're still waiting on Cyan to maybe they're resetting their router or something. Uh, if Ooh. we wish more Future Funk producers made DJ edits, you want to field that one first? Do you wish more Future Funk? Yeah, of course that would be wonderful and uh, you know easier to mix in into rather than sometimes yeah. a lot of Future Funk start songs start by just a little filter mm -hmm. <laughs> True. and it starts. So I usually have to kind of like fast forward past that part to find a cue that would be nice alex also wants to know if you make your own dj edits all right yeah. are we back i do oh you're so back Love yeah it. see you in the chat for cyan blue thanks god would you reset your router or something nah i just i just hoped and prayed to the scientology gods to bring me it worked they brought me back nah. i'm a i'm a, I'm a believer I can finally say what Chris brought Scientology. Whoa. They helped me make mm -hmm. sure my to keep in mind to make sure my track were good for DJs to use nice. in their sets. That is why your gunna has a drum break end and I'm loving has a drum break beginning. I see. I love that song. I really love that song. Honestly, it's very funky. I feel like your tracks are really easy to DJ with, 
and and they yeah. just they pop. Like if you have like a couple, you know, Chris, you got to give the audience like a break for a second. You know, you got to like let them like have like not a mellow track, but like just like kind of a moment to just vibe. But then you got to bring in like a fucking banger, and that's where Cyan Blue comes into play. I mean, that's the beauty of Scientology. Every single track is a is a banger. You've never seen a future punk release like that. You only get it from me, baby. <laughs> like that, yeah. You're right. When I do my future funk parties, when I when I play for people, I just play Cyan Blue. Nothing else. I mean, that's how you should be doing it always. I mean, I don't know who you were playing originally, but that's over and done with. It's only me. Dreamtone bangers. Just do, kidding. Do We've you... got a question. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, do the questions in the chat first. All right, Porter Vaughn um, actually tagged you as well. Portavon says, I think Future Funk should lean into the DNA it shares with Vaporwave and be more psychedelic or experimental. It sucks when it just sounds like more regular Electro House. Agree or disagree? Cyan, what do you think? Uh, the same Porter, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. Mm-hmm. Damn. Future Funk has to evolve away from just being a sister like uh genre the vaporwave and to be something it can stand on by itself you know Fair. in the general public uh, if i were to explain what i do to people okay. i would first have to explain do they know what vaporwave is okay think future funk now more sped up mm-hmm. and better yeah. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Oh, that's neither here. That's neither here nor there. But you mm-hmm. heard it on hot takes. <laughs> Future funk has to be itself. So I don't mind if it sounds like electro house, new disco, French touch, or French house. It's itself now. It's its own entity. So yeah. respectfully, yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree. Well. I'll so take do, it. Do you get a lot of do you get a lot of joy out of making music? Does it bring you joy when you do this? What do you get from it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. this is still very much so a hobby for me. Yeah. But what a wonderful hobby it is. I mean, yeah, I get to make music. It's, it's a and beautiful it's thing, right? Fucking awesome. I mean, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on here. I'm you can sure swear. I I've, I've just been clean so far. but You can swear, particularly ladies, if it's you expressing passion. You know what I mean? Ladies, I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the greatest fucking thing to touch this subgenre. I mean, what, what a magnificent artist I am. Uh, not to sound narcissistic. But no, no. It's the I, I need to be truthful. I mean, I can't so, be humble all the time. Amen. I, mean, I, mean, I like, need to be truthful. No, you got to be passionate about what you do. And to be passionate, <laughs> you have to come in with that attitude of, I'm going to do the very best work out there. If you don't come in with that attitude, oh, I don't know, you might set yourself up for failure. Do you think that everybody should kind of approach when they make music, be like, I'm going to be the best out there? People, don't, they're not even going to know what hit them. You think that's like a good recommendation for people, the attitude for people to have when they I think, I think music? that's a very. I think that's a very sensible attitude to have. I don't yeah. imagine that anyone should feel shunned uh, for being, you know, outspoken about uh, what they bring to the table. 
Uh, let's not uh, be too outspoken or else you can end up like uh, Mr. West uh, over here. Mr. Kanye West. No, I thought you were talking about Dreams West. I'm so out of the loop. Well, I, I think no that idea. there's a limit. There's a limit to how much you should you should do. I mean, yeah, I think he's a, a bit too much, probably, right? But you know, a little bit of the uh, of that um, showmanship is a good thing, right? I mean, absolutely. I mean, you got to show that you have bravado. You got to show you have a character. I mean, and you got to get character. people. You got to get people hyped up, right? You got to get people excited for you. You know what I mean when you're making music. So that's I think that's it's great, and I appreciate the way you do it because it's very very tongue in cheek as well, but also sincere. Absolutely. I mean, I, I just can't be humble. I, I mean, I feel if I were being humble, I think it's disrespectful to the people who are, you know, interested in in what I got going on. I mean, truly, what I am producing. Uh, is at an elite level it should be respected as such and anyone that thinks differently is wrong or has never heard my music before <laughs> they just they so, just have not been introduced to scientology i mean i mean it's that simple really listen to the album you will be a fan tomorrow today as you listen it first track to the end i mean it's beautiful excuse me we got a question in the chat. Uh, I, of course, have my own personal questions, but <laughs> I'd like to know, uh, or Pacific Plaza says, can you recommend a track for DJs to add to their crates? Great question. Tr- if you went to a, a dance track, party, what would you want to hear? A track for DJs to play in their crate. I mean, you can never go wrong with some old Armin Van Helden. I mean, they got some good songs. You could, you know, play Flowers. Or you don't even know me. That's always a good one. Uh, maybe some Bucketheads, the bomb. Buckethead, okay. Uh, you can never go wrong uh, with uh, the critically acclaimed Daft Punk's On and Off from the Human After All album. I can guarantee that people will be dancing at the sounds of a television switching from track to track. Hell yeah. Um... What else? I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna say me because that should be a given. Uh, I mean, you, hey, always, you don't you don't have you to say it. It's like it. you don't have to say it, but come on now, we we all know what the crowd came here to listen to. It. It's me. Um, who else? Who else should they play? Uh, maybe some Sade. Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, if you come want, on. if you want to put a crowd to sleep, then you can play Ooh. some Sade. Boo! Did you hear that? I can't believe you said that on hot takes. And the chat can't believe it either. What do you got against Sade? What do I have against Sade? What do you have against Sade? Everything! Can you show me on the doll where Sade hurt you? I mean, I don't have... It's okay, you're not on camera. It was a joke. <clears throat> hey, sometimes it's a swing and a miss. I'm shaking <laughs> Your and crying and puking. Them. I can't believe you don't like Sade. I mean, if they made better music, then I would like them. But as for now, Sade, it doesn't, it doesn't scratch the bill. Damn. It doesn't, it doesn't move the needle of interest. <sighs> you heard it on hot takes. That I have. I mean, so... 
Her name is not even Sade, mind you. It's Helen. Her name so, is Helen. Her name is Helen with one L. So it's not with even like she's being truthful with her name either. Hey, so, it's okay for people to not use their actual name. Come on. I Wouldn't mean, you agree? Just, Your name is not Cyan Blue. I mean, I mean, it could be. Could change it legally. It could be. Let's let's be honest. I mean, Tech Honors was not born Tech Honors. He said it on that? Dino Hour. Who is that? Who is Tech Hour? He's from Death Dynamic Shroud. Who is? Okay, I've heard mm-hmm. that name before. What are they though? I've I've heard the <laughs> name. Yes. Damn. What sorry. are they? <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm not even joking right now. I don't listen to Vaporwave that much. Whoa, he doesn't listen to Vaporwave. I mean, why would I? Whoa, you're trying trying to make Future Punk because he wants to be fully separate from uh, from that world, right? Yeah. You don't have any favorite Vaporwave artists or like anybody in the scene that you like? I mean, I I know Lux, so yeah, they're they're, they're pretty good. Good man. If you were done to my head, Lux. ask me to name one Lux track. Lux, you might have to pull the trigger. I cannot <laughs> name a, a single Lux track. But Lux, oh, we love you. Let's put that flames but back that. up again. What the? Not even <laughs> Swack? I mean, what? what is that? Is it a what secret that? what Swack stands for? I'm going to wait for her to reply. Um, I don't even know what that is. It's probably the most quiz says she's gonna swack you across the face. I mean, I, I buddy, you've never know. heard Lisa Frank 420 by Macintosh Plus. You gotta be playing. I mean, I've heard the name Macintosh Plus, but have I heard Macintosh Plus? No, Macintosh Plus. Chris, you have the most concerned look on your face right now. I do. Oh, yeah, it's just my. That's just my face these days. It's, what it's just the resting face. You're calling out his resting face. I didn't mean to do my like resting that. anxious face. <laughs> oh. Very anxious. So honestly, I think that is really funny, but also kind of cool that you're a player in this scene. Though Future Funk is vapor adjacent, many Vaporwave fans are also big Future Funk fans. So... It's so fascinating to me that you are not really a Vaporwave fan. You are like, you're from out, you're from without. Yeah, but... I'm more from the French house mode. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. So I, I come from future. Well, home. shit, maybe Vaporwave from needs that. some French house. I mean, I, I know Skylar Spence. I mean, St. Yeah. Pepsi. I mean, okay, there you go. Yeah, pretty, pretty much luck. In St. Pepsi, that's it. Everyone else, I have no idea who you are. Strip Silence says, "Oh, actually, we have a we have an older question. Um, Saturn Foo wants to know what's the song of the day." Uh, Saturn Foo, you would be familiar that I have put a temporary hold on the sound of the song of the day, so you're gonna have to wait until that hold is off. Before I reintroduce, N- nice try, but nice try. not gonna happen. Come on, uh, bro. Next, next, next question. Next I'm question, gonna... Chris. You got one. Oh, I hope so it's spicy. Who's, your, who's your favorite musical artist? Who's your favorite, favorite producer? My favorite. Pro- Ooh, okay. Now, if we're talking about producers, 
Let's talk about producers uh, first. I mean, now now that goes outside Future Fun. That goes True. outside. That goes outside French House. I mean, when we're talking about producers, we're, we're yeah. talking about individuals responsible for some of my favorite music ever. Yeah. What is it? So, my favorite musical genre is New Jack Sway. Hell oh, yeah. No. If yeah. you know your shit about New Jack Swing, you would know that Chucky Booker, yeah, one of the, one of the most undersung producers out there. I don't hear their names brought up when we talk about you know the Teddy um, Rileys, the the Jimmy yeah. Jam and Terry Lewis's, Everybody the, the L.A. Reed and Baby Faces. Mm-hmm. It's some okay. love, some Chucky. So, Without Chucky Booker, there is no Return of the Mac. I mean, that is oh, true. They sample games that a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, so that's interesting. So you are a big New Jack Swing fan, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Can you recommend a Chucky Booker track besides Games? Um, because everybody besides, loves that song. I mean, Everyone loves games. That's without being spoken. I would say, love is medicine uh, for the funny but very love. sensual intro, love the fantastic uh, guitar solo, and just the overall grooves on that record. Uh, love Bruce. is medicine. That's what you Hell need yeah. in your life. Oh man, the music is so loud that Lux heard the telepop music sample. I'm sorry. Love is missing. Chucky Booker. I'm just, <laughs> just adding, this to, adding this to my queue just... right now. Need it. You need to add yeah. the first record turn, turned away, and you need to get their nice and wild record. And that's all you really need. Can you up? Uh, oh, so it's Chucky with two eyes. Two yeah, eyes. yeah. Oh. yeah. Quiz posted in the uh, the chat how, the correct spelling for Chucky Booker. Post that in the uh, the hot takes Discord at some point if you don't mind. So is New Jack Swing is that your go to music when you need to relax or when you need to feel inspired? Is that what you put on? I think if I need to be inspired, um, yeah, I think I would be hmm. Because the way I operate is that I'm not listening to other future folk music. Yeah, or so else I'm I'll accidentally. You know, that's, subconsciously that's really pick cool. up on what they're doing. So, you know, In my when opinion, I'm doing that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what I'm, trying to, to? I'm really trying to think. Because yeah. the Avenue Jack Spring is one of them. But, you know, mm, maybe just so simply, you know, some funk songs. And I'm thinking of some arrangement. And you can never go wrong with listening to, you know, the more, uh, you know, the... French artists from Ed Banger, like Sebastian, DJ Meddy, Justice, of course. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you can never go wrong with the classics. But in terms of listening to other feature funk, no, not really. So when I am talking about another feature funk artist in any sense, be it hateful or be it good, just know I took some time, precious time, to listen to your music. So that has to count for something. Anytime you listen to music, we're making a choice against all other music written in history to play whatever you played. You know, time is precious. Time is precious. I got a lot of busy things in real life outside of the scene. So when I'm taking time to do this music shit, 
very, very serious about what I do. Mm-hmm. Nothing is taken for granted. I am very appreciative of those uh, who do listen to my music. Just mm-hmm. know that the same effort and love that you give to me is right back at you. Cyan Blue, we so, got a couple questions in chat, and then I'll let you get one well, more. Well, bring in Chris. those questions. Come on Yeah, now. yeah. So it's a two-parter, I'm honestly. I'm going to combine two questions. Strip Silence Ooh. would like to know how you feel about hentai samples in future funk. And Aesir Archives would like to know how you feel about mid-2000s Northeastern Metalcore. Uh, I don't like metal music. It's it's very loud and aggressive. I don't like metal. Okay. Uh, in terms of the anime sounds, uh, to be honest, I am not a huge fan of, of anime sounds of any sort. Or, in a, or anime as aesthetics of any sort oh. with so I'm no more, love for Mary uh, I'm more of a fan of the vaporwave 80s aesthetic of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now that is something I yeah. do know vaporwave very good aesthetic those guys got uh, going on over there so I do like that with my future fun with, the, ana- with the anime it's not like it's it's distasteful. It just feels weird. I'm the type of person that is kind of weirded out when I'm seeing anime outside of anime. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I get it. It feels weird. It feels out of place. Uh, so yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting observation there. That I think. Yeah, they're saying I wasn't supposed to ask those questions, but damn it, I ask all the questions. Plus, if I were to maybe show somebody one day my music in real life, I would be very weirded out or concerned if it had a anime girl on the on the cover. Uh, I would be hesitant to listen to it if I was in their shoes. So. Yeah, you no don't, anime aesthetic. You don't show your music to anybody IRL? No. This is a internet thing for me. Hey, man. I mean, yeah, close people in my circle. Yeah. They, okay, thank they, you. They, they got it. But, like, anyone else outside my close, tight-knit circle? Nah. Yeah, well, you got to have nah. that close, tight-knit circle. That's, that's, there's nothing I wrong mean, with that. I mean, that's a little bit. I mean, I'm gonna have enemies. I'm going to dip and grab a drink and let Chris ask the question he went to. You're leaving? To... No, I'm I'll just going to grab a drink. I'll be right back. I need you to know this. I wouldn't leave this for the world. I just want to defer to Chris for just a minute. Chris, you're so laid back. It's like you've been doing this for ages. I mean, what's, what's, what's going on, man? Oh, you ended it cut out. Did a thing for a minute. Seems to have come back now. Okay, okay. That new partner is gone. Oh, we were actually we were actually talking bad about you in those uh, short seconds, but now that Isaac is gone, you can talk bad about them. Yeah, yeah, go go on. The floor is balance the scales. Balance the scales. Act like the chat isn't here. I have nothing bad to say about Isaac. He's a great guy, and he did a really good job. Oh, they had they had choice words for you though. I this is between it. you and me. They said you had too much tattoos. 
that oh really i don't think i have enough oh wait, 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 wait. uh isaac yo yes we weren't talking bad about you at all i tell you what man when i jumped out of chat for the uh the mega episode and i had uh um, Disco and Randy and Wiz. <laughs> the minute I walked out of the room, they immediately started doing Isaac imitations. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I feel bad because I uh, I interrupted Chris earlier and, and he likes to ask you the did? good questions. Yeah, oh, when I asked the questions. question about hentai noises or hentai. Oh, that's right. That was a good question too. Though it's brought up a really interesting you know, perspective to take on the aesthetics of the genre. But I have a question: Is saying what? When you start producing a track, what do you start with? Do you start with the sample? Do you start with, I don't even like the, the drums that you're going to use? Like, how does the how's your workflow? Uh, for me, it's always um, the sample. Yeah, because with the sample, then comes the arrangement, and naturally, what follows with the arrangement is then the drum pattern. Uh, without the sample work being done first. Um, you can have some huge travesties, in my opinion. Uh, working on the sample provides you with a framework. Uh, anyone that's listening to this that is aspiring to be a future folk, a uh, legend like myself, uh, take notes. Because I'm about to reveal some exclusive stuff right now. Ooh, take notes, everybody. You need to start oh, with damn. the sample. The start sample the is sample. the framework. Without the framework, you cannot, you know, put drums all willy-nilly. You need to have a strong, solidified framework. So you start with the sample. With the sample, then comes the arrangement. The arrangement then follows the drum pattern. It is a, it is a magnifique process that I have here at Scientology. I mean, it's just too perfect. Wild. How long does it take you to make a song? And do you, um, once you're done making a song, do you kind of pick through it and just sort of like tighten it up? Does it take you longer almost to to go through it again? Well, well it depends it. on, you know, what metric um, one would say they're done, really. Because honestly, I don't think I'm ever done. Yeah. You know, yeah I, like I look problem, back. I feel that. Yeah, I look back at Scientology. I, I think I could have done maybe a few things here or there. I mean, it's still a banger nonetheless because you know i i bring in that god-given talent but <laughs> is it really done personally like to it, me it, who knows i feel you like it's like the music's never done it's just like well i just i kind of like I, I stopped i finished like i just stopped like i did something eventually i was like i gotta it's done now i can't do anything more let me just put it out there and then yeah you I go also, back and listen to it i also feel like it's a huge disservice to you know hang on to something too too good you know the the world the future funk community needs needed to hear it so i gave it to them and for it they are blessed in all honesty is it difficult so then is it difficult for you to actually finish a track and say i'm done let me put it down does that does that does that take a little bit of um oh i don't know internal decision making you know does yeah, I would. Like are, to are you too. are you saying I struggle in determining if my track is finished or not? Is that the question? Well, no, I'm asking if you do. If if I struggle, you struggle in deciding it's done. I would say I don't struggle now. It's mm -hmm. a it's a very natural process. 
Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like uh, I know it when I hear it. Yeah. And that, and exactly. when I know it, because my opinion is what matters. Um, when I know it's done, it's done. If I may ask, what track gave you the most trouble? Trouble. I mean, it, it yeah, I want to hear a story about a track that gave you trouble. A track that ever gave me trouble? Yeah, like like maybe you were like, oh, this isn't right. I'm going to scrap everything mm. and start from finish or something like that. Has such a thing I ever would, happened to Cyan Blue? I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say no. No track has ever given me trouble. I think it's more so, um, you know, uh, feedback just holding me back. Because, you know, I, I feel very strongly about whatever I do. I think everything is perfect. So when I do, you know, put it out for some producers to give me feedback on, they are the ones that ultimately give me the A or N A. You know, I have a lot of thanks for some producers uh, giving me the backbone support, if you will, in helping me mold uh, what is surely a feature funk classic uh, with just two years of its release. Have you read your rate your music reviews? Have I read it? Yes. Um, have you read what people have said about your album? Not in a long time, no. I haven't checked. I mean, I mean, what did the people say? I mean, obviously they it's, love it. I never go and rate your music. It's a hard 7.5 right now. All right. Quite That's frankly, I think game. it should be rated. It's not bad because they're a tough crowd. They're a tough crowd. Really? They're a tough crowd? Rate your music? Yes. Really? Yeah, they're tough. Like what? So the people like like is it like restricted like Wikipedia or is it like no? It's like any, anybody can go on it. I think, and they're just uh, people don't hold back. Um, I see. That's well, do I have bad. any? Do I have any like half stars or something? Like, is I it was like joking that? about the rating. Um, I have I have not looked oh. and don't really care what your album is rated because I think it's amazing. And yes. you don't need you don't need to hear that from me. Like you already, you already know. I mean, guys, come on, touch up my ego. Come on, give me more praises. Well, you know, like I'd well, like to kind of start asking you some 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 stupid kind of Isaac questions. I want to start delving all right, into Isaac. Let's go. Your oh, let's Chris go. yanked off the headphone. He's out, guys. He's out. Um. Uh oh. Chris said, are, "Fuck Cyan." He said, "I'm not giving said, him his flowers." <laughs> Said, you are on um, only a handful of social media platforms. Um, this is true. You're, it's, I mean, unless you're Not just really like well it. hidden, you're pretty much only on Twitter, bud. Um, yeah. Is how do you? What is your Twitter feed looking like? Do you curate it pretty well? Do you have muted terms, or do you just kind of let her rip? You can do that. You can mute terms. You can. You can. You can create a pretty good. Uh, I mean, Twitter's pretty much broken since the last time Hot Takes aired. It, it broke, but you know, yeah. I know that. I know that Elon guy got old, man. It's been it's been up and down yeah, ever man, since. Yeah. Really, it's really did crazy it over there. But no, I'm not. I'm not really a big fan of uh, social media. No, I don't like using it. How do you? And there's there's wiser people than myself in the scene that are artists or that are throwing shows that detest social media. 
but have to use it because they have to promote their work. It's, so a, it's, you... a, it's a necessary uh, evil, you know. You comply with, uh, you know, something that you might not be uh, agreeing with, but, you know, at the right. end of the day, you are putting out something that you work hard on. It's only right and fair to the people who, once again, have given their time and support for you to, you know, show that love, same level of love back. I mean, it's that simple, True. in my opinion. So, it's do we like social media? Maybe not. Do we need social media? Unfortunately, to promote, yes, we do need it. Yeah. It's a necessary yeah. evil. Necessary evil is a phrase that I've heard uh, used many times to describe it. Um, so do you feel like you owe it to your fans to keep them in the loop about what you're doing? Um, occasionally. I mean, I can't let them know everything. True. Like, uh, you know, I got to build up some suspense for myself. I got to I, I gotta maintain, <laughs> maintain some level of mystery. Mystery. I mean, yeah. for example, I mean, you look at this uh, this Minecraft dream guy built up all this mystique on his face only to turn out to be some average white guy that I saw at a 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. Thank you for the link, Lux. Appreciate that. Well, you know, there are some artists in the scene that, that you know, like, maybe don't. I feel like take care of their fans. Um, you know, a blank banshee. I feel like doesn't really. I feel like they leave their their f hot take. I feel like Blake banshee leaves their fans hanging a lot. Um, oh, damn, like what they ghost, they disappear. Um, well, you know, I'm not gonna rag on them too much because I think they're a fantastic producer. Uh, what? And they, they definitely know how. We're to not gonna rag <laughs> on a show called Hot Takes. Well, you know, I mean, what? I try not to be a hater, but. Blank Banshee has a habit of just leaving people hanging, like not releasing albums for a really long time. Or like, I remember I went and saw him live in L.A. And the, I mean, hey, maybe something else happened that that was not explained. But when they went on, when they were supposed to go on, they started an hour long countdown, and it was like, oh, we get to wait another hour, you know, and just I don't know. Shout out Blank Banshee, fantastic Wait, producer. in real but... life? They made yes. you wait an extra hour in real life? Yes. That's um, weird. Wouldn't wouldn't it be better to like put in another person for that time? It was still a phenomenal show, in fairness. But like, the point of my... I, I don't know why I went on that tangent, but you, you feel like you owe it to your fans. So at least give them a little fan service, if you will. You know, a little sneak peek. I mean, obviously, we got something, you know, brewing up for March 31st. I mean, really? Do that's some brewing up. We're about I mean, an hour people... and 12 minutes into our show. You want to tell us what in the world you're talking about? Oh, well, it's already been an hour and 12 minutes. It's like I've been talking I to know. you guys for like an hour and 12 minutes. I mean, goddamn, time flies. Crazy, right? Yeah. And, you know, when you're having great discussions with great people, you know, life is a breeze. Oh, you're too I mean, kind. Too kind. Thank I you. mean, yes, it's beautiful. But going back to what I was saying, um, something's brewing. 
for March 31st. I will let the people know now. So do clip this. Do clip this, ladies and gentlemen. It is a remix album of Scientology. You know, I heard remix all of album. your praises. I know people loved Scientology, so I'm bringing the people back with some more Scientology this time in a form of a remix album. A remix recently, album? Okay. Yeah. Recently, I have announced that Eve.exe and Dash 30, you know, they teamed up together, provided me with a remix. People are going to love that. And, you know, me being the generous person I am, I, you know, I, I brought in a couple of rising stars of Future mm. Funk on the, on the record as well from TV FM and uh, Monte Hills. So it's going to be it's going to be great. I will be announcing more names every Friday. So, you know, uh, keep aware of that on my Twitter. That's badass. So Very you badass. brought you do kind of like we do. You, you brought some some heavyweights and you brought some, some up and comers. That's good. I mean, I, I got to be, what, your biggest heavyweight so far. I mean, what a way to start a season. What is this, I, I season can... three? Season, season two? Three. Season three, buddy. Season in three. fact, I, I, mean, I forgot to mention it in like, the intro. This is two days from our two-year anniversary. I mean, and what a way to kick things off with me. This is a special yes, occasion. I mean, like, do you even remember who you had at the beginning for season two? Exactly. They don't matter. What? He was just—it was discoholic. <laughs> Who doesn't matter? Uh-oh. You just think they don't matter. Time? Oh Uh-oh. no! Somebody clip it. Oh, disco. Oh, he'll guest. be all right. Yeah. Yo, disco. We love you, man. Right. <laughs> all right. So, let me ask you this: Do you spend a lot of time on YouTube? And if so, do you have a favorite video, music video? any sort of aesthetic, any sort of movie, just anything that we can find on YouTube that we should watch to get an insight into Cyan and Blue. I found recently a very funny video of R. Kelly singing the Star Spangled Banner (laughs) at a boxing event. I thought that was very funny because he tried to turn it into like a hit single or something. Really? So he tried to update it for for radio play? <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, it's really funny. I feel like it's... everybody who who does the those shows has to like put their own spin on it. But he was trying to be like, this was gonna, this is gonna be in the top forty. <laughs> we got, we got a hit, boys. Oh, it was man. absolutely hilarious. That's too funny. I will have to look that up. Yeah, you should, you should link it in chat. Do. Please do. It is the most funniest thing you will ever hear. Well, maybe the second funniest thing you'll hear from him, because when when he did the trapped in the closet hip hop as he calls oh it, oh my god, that was also very funny. Or that like twelve minute song about him professing his like innocence or whatever. Oh yeah, you know, obviously, you know, R. Kelly is clearly he's done pretty much. I mean. You got the hey, remix. They to just gave him, uh, I think, twenty <clears throat> years, twenty more years. Twenty, okay. Of a, on wow. top of a like already serving thirty-one year sentence, so yeah, he's Damn. over. Yeah, he, he he's is over, man. Broke, broke. 
So he uh, created a lot of problems, and um, yes, he did. the The entire music industry, as well, enabled quite a bit. Oh, absolutely. What are some? I'm not sure. Oh, you finished. What are some? Sorry to to talk over you. What are some problems that you think are are really really big, like either spoken or unspoken problems with the music industry, just in general, or just even on a macro or micro scale? What what grinds your gears regarding music? I think the biggest thing is you know, you know, transparency. Transparency right. in the sense of you know, an artist that you've never heard of all of a sudden popping out of nowhere. It kind of feels like they're, you know, the buzzword of a industry plan, uh-huh. if you will. It's very, it's very weird because, of course, some of these artists have histories, but it's like uh, Billie Eilish who? I mean, I've never heard of you. Until I've heard this song, Bad Guys. I mean, what's up with that? And then there's also shady backrooms deals in what, you know, proper crediting of artists on a record. That always gets a bit hairy. True. Like ghost production, that sort of thing. Yeah, ghost production. You know, who, who sampled this? You know, there was that famous uh, altercation... You know, with Pharrell Williams when he came out with Blurred Lines, was it? With Robin Thicke? Yeah, yeah, that's right. With the Marvin Gaye estate. And the Marvin Gaye estate won because they claimed it was like something of a vibe. It had the same vibe as Marvin Gaye. And so that might set a bad president in the future. Yeah. For, you know, artists, you know, getting sued for vibes. Because if that's the case, oh, well, Bruno Mars is going to be sued from hell to back with all the True. Uh, black inspiration he's had in his last two projects of uh, Silk Sonic and 24K Magic. And, you yeah. know, speaking, speaking to uh, Chris's, you know, beef a little bit with singles over albums i would like to chime in and saying i i'm a fan of single but i don't like it when it kind of feels like the album was an afterthought if that makes sense because with silk sonic they came out they came out with fantastic singles to boost up their name and then when the album dropped, it was like two new tracks from the tracks that were already released. So that kind of bumped me out. And in fact, my album, Scientology, and you can check this on Spotify. It's longer than the Silk Sonic album. So, mm. This is true. Do you think that there is a perfect album length? Perfect album length? Yes. I, would, such I wouldn't as- say... I wouldn't attribute it to a a a minute length. I would attribute it to a track length. Okay. I feel like nine to thirteen tracks. I think you're doing your fans a good service there. Okay. 
Well, you want me to sit down and listen to an album with 15 tracks? Now that's a different story. Well, but what if what if each track is like a minute, minute and a half long? Well, then that's just not an album. That's an EP at Ooh. that point. I so mean, The Locust's Plague Soundscapes is not an album. I mean, I have no Fonto idea Mosses. who they even are, but if they are really putting up projects uh, 60 seconds long... I mean, they're doing their fans a disservice. You got to give the people what they want. Well, what and, about you know, the in my case? I mean, in my case, people wanted the new Cyan Blue. I gave them the new Cyan Blue, so uh, we're we're good on that. I guess we could all take a hint and create a what? Say ten track album. Every track's about three and a half minutes. I think that's the industry standard, right? Yeah, free, free thirty or like yeah, minutes. about three thirty. Yeah. Maybe that. Honestly, that. Do you feel like tracks are getting shorter? And I want to. I want your input on this too, Chris. Both of you fellows, do you think tracks are getting shorter or longer in general? Uh, well, it mostly like in the, the pop music sphere. Shorter, definitely shorter. Uh, yep. I, I mean, policy, you know, complained about track length by having to, you know for TikTok, like uh, making tracks for yeah. TikTok. So, That's what wait, I was what's thinking. that policy? Wait, who's the lead singer of Paramore? Uh, well, what's her name? Uh, Haley, is it Haley? Haley, no. That's it, Haley. Haley, Haley something. You're right. You see, I always get those two Haley mixed Williams, up. Thanks, Whether it's Haley or Halsey, it was one of those two H's. One of them complained about, you know, having to make music uh, for TikTok. I think, you know, when we we tried to pigeonhole creators. You know, it stifles their creativity and potential. Uh, so we should we should try our best to, you know, allow artists to do as they please instead of, you know, making them make music for TikTok. Fair. I mean, TikTok does get people listens, but I, I don't, I mean, I don't use TikTok. I don't, I don't have a problem with people that do, but I'm not. I'm. I'm kind of curious. How often does it translate to stream payouts or album sales? You know what I mean. If if it does, like I think I think we better be getting on TikTok. I would imagine there is maybe some metrics for that. You would just have to find them. What do you think contributes to some artists finding fame and success, and other artists just not? finding that success I, I think it's just pure and simple you know luck you have to be very very lucky because you know you have some talented artists um, out there who are definitely better than me when it comes to producing music yet I have almost 1k followers on say SoundCloud for example and yet they gotcha. only have a hundred followers on SoundCloud, for example. So it, it's definitely luck and, may, and possibly how you get yourself out there. So who you talk to, how you promote, what playlists you land on, something like that. Yeah, possibly because, you know, uh, I mean, with my phenomenal album, Scientology, we're talking about a lot of hits that have been released and yet 
none of those songs appeared on the Future Funk editorial playlist. It took wow. everything I touch to get onto the editorial playlist for Future Funk. I mean, I mean, if that isn't a travesty in itself, I mean, we we might really need to call into question whoever is running that playlist. So sad that it's just like every artist just trying to compete for two different playlists, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Do I don't you know think who that runs competition that. Is good for the genre. This is not. That's it. There are the two boat. different playlists you can get on: Vaporwave or Future Pop. There's like I don't even know how many hundreds of playlists there are on Spotify. But there's only two that artists from this uh, walk of life can try and get on. But at least we can get on them. Would you say the competition is uh, is uh, exciting? Is it good? It gets people making music, I guess. But it would be nice if there was a third playlist. <laughs> you know, it would yeah. be nice if there was a third playlist. For I, I wish that the chill synth people would overlap with the midi wave people a little more because it's practically the same thing. FM Skyline and Orograph and Windows 96 would do really well and some of them kind of already are but to, to work with hotel pools and you know Flavio Labar and Audling and Allison and all those people you know yeah but but then again that's it's a, a whole lot of other very small subcultures and subgenres um cyan blue I mean, can maybe you... it's a... oh, are you no I apologize go right ahead no I'm curious as to where you were gonna move the conversation I, I just had another question, man. Just keeping it moving. You know, we, I want to get as many of your tastes out there as I can in this next 35 minutes. So I would I would like to know. We know what your favorite music is, right? Can you describe Absolutely. for me your least favorite music? Um, how can I say this as tastefully as possible? Uh, whoever created the genre called hyperpop. You are not respected in my household. Let's just not respected in the cyan blue house. We will not be playing whatever that music is in my household. I know Lux is not a big hyperpop fan. Sorry to put you on blast here, but hey, you've got a friend. God damn, throwing your girlfriend under the bus yeah. on the internet. God I damn. wouldn't call that throwing her under brave. the bus. I'm just like, you, you are well, very... Hey. Chris, have you ever done anything like that? Throwing someone? No, no, no. I would never. Hey, listen, man. I mean, I've had a I, one, I two, think, three. Come I, on. I, this is hot, taste. I, I still maintain that I think that... I think like I think one of the tricks play never invented uh, hyperpop. Yeah. Yeah, I think stick, I think Sticky Drama is the first hyper pop song. HKE has entered the chat. I went back and watched the video for Sticky Drama again, and it's fucking phenomenal. I think there's even like AG Cook, who's like a really big hyper pop. Yes, figure. PC he music. Was, they remix uh, Sticky Drama. Good. I bet it's phenomenal. Um, do but you I'm remember just... PC music, Cyan Blue, or did you ever listen to like Sophie or? That one song that was in the McDonald's commercial, the Lemonade song. I'm, I'm unfortunately no. No. Uh, rest in peace to Sophie, though. I only yeah. became familiar uh, with their music uh, due to their passing, their tragic passing. So, tragic rest indeed, in peace yeah. and all respects to uh, Sophie. Rest in peace to the homie Sophie. 
Those are I the mean, questions we got. Not all hyperpop has to sound like hundred gex, but like I get it. Um, we are uh, we're down to thirty minutes, guys. If anyone in the chat has some questions for Cyan Blue, please fill that chat up with with questions. Um, I guess I would like to know. Like, I'd like to dig a little deeper. Like, regardless of the genre, whether you're checking out. Oh, I skipped your question, Lux. Damn. Damn, and you're skipping their questions. I'm skipping I mean, Lux's have, questions. You are really going to have a start. I'm going to have to scroll up and find this one. Um, the um, the fact is, there is typically like a a thing that I can tell you. I mean, well, it's, it's dependent on pawn genre, but when I'm hearing a new song, there are certain things that like make or break it. Where like if I hear that, I don't want to hear the rest of the song. It's over. It's curtains. What is something okay. that ruins a song for you? Um, anime noises. Uh, anime it's very noises. weird. It's very off-putting. I'm not a big fan of it. I'll maybe stomach it through if the sample choice is good. But nah, man, I don't want anime noises. It, it's very weird, as I said before, to hear you know anime outside of anime. To see anime outside of anime, it's... Are you an yeah, anime fan? This doesn't. Yeah, I watch a few anime. Okay. Someone said Not they hate the Yoshi noises you. and what the quiz. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, hey, there's something for everybody in art, right? Um, Lux did have a really good question, and I'm so sorry. I uh, just pinned it. Lux wants to know, with how Cyan sees things in blue, does he have music to color synesthesia? Are you familiar with music to color synesthesia? Um, is that the name of an album, a record? Mm-hmm. Or... It could be. Should but be. what, Chris, do you want to explain it? No, you can do it. Or oh, is right. this like the thing where, you know, people attribute color, yeah, color to it. certain things? It's, yeah, it's yeah. a bit. It's, it's where people, yeah, you know, people yeah. hear a song and they go, this is a red song. This song is giving me silver vibes you know do you experience this yeah i would say i would maybe experience that with numbers certain numbers out out to me and say yeah this is a red color like number three i would would attribute that to being a a red color and then maybe the number seven I, i think that's blue you and mean like the, the numbers color. themselves? Yeah, like like attributing numbers to certain colors. That that's how it is for me at least. Okay. Music, I feel that. I can't really I can't really see that. No, not really. I would hope the Sia Blue album uh, gives feelings happy feelings across the entire rainbow. And hopefully see it in blue is in fact blue. I do not experience music to color synesthesia, and I'm a little jealous of people that do. Man, my mic. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Ugh, but anyways, um, it seems like it's a fascinating phenomenon. Yeah, you're just jealous. You don't have what we yeah, have. Yeah, you know, I guess you could say that. Wait, does Chris have it? About Chris? Me, um, I listen to music and I picture landscapes and shit. And worlds. Yes. Colors, yeah, same. I see. Or like, like accompanying. I like. I picture like, what would I make the music video for this? You know, 
Yeah, I kind of do that in my head too. Yeah. Whoa, you guys got music video? I mean, yeah, sometimes. Like imagine, hey, just imagine like what the world is. Uh, you know, the, the song is representing. God damn. Yeah. I need to up my production value, dude. I want music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, and I don't know if you can relate, Chris, but like the more lyrics there are, the less I get to experience that. Like I yeah, prefer the I fully instrumental. Okay, I guess I fully was turning instrumental the wrong is easier knot. to build a world. Yeah, I agree. When it becomes a little bit more of a personal experience, I'm picturing the singer when I hear the, you know, the singing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Like, like what type of world is being built by Mark Morrison's Return of the Meg? What what is he trying What's to? His- People on a boat. People on really like sexy boats and shit, man. And it's like I'm like speed on sexy boats. Water really fast, and there's like some like girls on the boat too, and you know, it's up at the front. Cyan, like that. He's I'm gonna put you on to a really good flip of Return of the Mac. I'm gonna DM oh, it, it to Ed? you. No, is it Ed's flip? who Ed? Is Ed who? Like Ed the period because they made a flip and they sent me the product file of that. I was supposed to remix it, but I, I didn't do it. Damn, why didn't you? Eh, you know, things happen. Fair. Things happen, I couldn't really gel with the sample, but it is still a phenomenal clip. I, I mean, there is such thing as, as flips that are, like, too, too risky or, like, too well-known, but I'm going to put you onto this flip after the show. Now, I got, a, I got a hot one for you. All right, lay it in, on me. In in your scene, I don't want, I don't want to hear any names. But Ooh, big drama. If there is, okay. if there is a yeah, if there is, if there is big drama, or you know, just something that you would tell somebody in your scene that you feel like is big drama, what would you tell this person? Big drama, like how would I, how would I tell them, you know, to if relax? you could. If you could say anything to whatever the biggest source of drama in your scene is, what would you say to this person? Well, you know, I, I, I tend to be a very forgiving person, you know. Think, Me too. I think it's appropriate, you know, to pull them to the side, let them know, you know, what we expect, maybe what type of behavior we would like to see out of them. And if yeah. they, from there, if they make the corrections... Everything's all good, because you never want to. You never want to unceremoniously uh, be kicked out of a Discord server or whatever type setting. You you, and if you are unceremoniously kicked out of something, you would you would at least want an explanation as to you know maybe what went down, so that you could uh, correct one's behavior you know at least be afforded that second chance opportunity now i am familiar with an artist in your scene that gave themselves the n-word as an artist name what's up with that that is that is true what is up with that what 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 are your thoughts on that that? has anyone Pulled them to the side because that's a really uh, good question. When I learned of this, I was not too pleased. You know, um, I I do not know the answer to that question. I don't know that there has been a statement ever officially released about that. 
you see and that that's unfortunate you said that the you said that you were none too pleased when you learned about this you see it's unfortunate because you know people in the community are aware of it but you know they don't want to do anything about it so you know I mean, obviously, we're still in Black History Month, so you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. That's right, buddy. <laughs> I'm hoping we, I hope we can do something. Don't hold back. Come on now. You know what? You know what might be the best way to celebrate Black What's History that? Month by Scientology. My music, yes, Prince. <laughs> that is correct. That's right. That's celebrate. Right. Well, you know, I mean. <laughs> You, like, know, you know what might be the best way <laughs> that's fucking great i love we, that we obviously you know sample a lot of work from black artists so there needs to be some support in some... yeah i get a clear pass obviously on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um oh, yeah man. you know i mean you, you you're speaking some this truths is a, this is a fun episode <laughs> So, hey, for the next, for the rest of today and tomorrow, buy Cyan Blues, Scientology. Why don't you drop a link in the chat, buddy, if you have Twitch pulled up? And if not, I'm sure Lux will beat you to the punch. Hey, Lux, uh, do that for me. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) On business casual, not sure if there are still physicals. John, of course, is a good friend of the show. Came on the show. Yeah, all the physicals are gone. I mean, they sold out. The physicals are gone. They sold out record goddamn time. Within like, what, three months, I think? Three months they were all gone. So, would you ever consider? Would you ever consider a vinyl repress? You know, it really just depends on, you know, how much people, you know, would want it. I've, I've definitely seen some comments from people saying, yeah, we want the vital, but you know, that's oh, shout some out, people. Porter, I thank need you. a lot of people, so maybe, yeah, in the future, that could be something that could be discussed. But as of right now, it, it's murky on it. Maybe do like a pre order type thing so I right. can see the quantity, then press it. Yeah, or yeah. you know, it, I, it's hard to really say. I don't want to reveal too much now. Ooh, this but is I a... will say this. There will, will, will not be another cassette tape for Scientology. Mm-hmm. So what's out okay. there is out there. Um, and it will be the same for the uh, for the remix album, uh, Scientology Reborn. So once those tapes are gone, people, it's it. That's, that's it. it curtains so truly if you want to ha- own the greatest feature funk release this year you need to act fast because uh it, it would really suck if someone didn't get what it's is gonna be definitely. on end of year lists you better oh, get it when it drops if, March if this 31st. isn't if this isn't top three of the r slash future funk uh album rankings <laughs> i mean we're gonna have some stern words. I heard that. Listen, buddy, we got a couple from Lux. Lux would uh, like to know first of all, how do you feel about future funk producers using, or in her opinion, overusing producer tags for tracks? 
Uh, overusing, okay. Um, I would say maybe follow the example of, you know, my album Scientology. I mean, uh, once again, just further proving how this album is the staple of Future Punk, but I only have one song that says, have you heard the new side was... Oh, uh, it's only one? One song in an album. Or, or maybe two. Maybe two is too much, though. So maybe just keep it to one. So. I think it's a fun tag, but, you know, again, I may be biased. Oh, yeah. Have you heard that new side? Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely unique. It's not a... Uh, uh, it's not a, uh, you know, overused. Uh, you're listening to, like, right. artists. Uh, not to throw anybody under the bus that uses that or had used that in the past, but, you know, it's it's over and done with. We need some unique ones. You know, That's Matt has a unique one where it goes, uh, That's Matt, where you at? That, that, that's pretty That's, <laughs> that's pretty Matt's fun. a lot of fun. I've, I've just recently started getting into his work. Hey, like, you need to get them out here. They are, they are, I think they would fit this. We we like to to bring on anybody and everybody, up and coming, well-known, all different walks of life. And, and yeah, That's Matt would work out really well for hot takes. I mean, That's Matt, I think they would, I think they would get along with Chris. Something just. That's yeah. Matt he makes party music. You've heard That's Matt, right, Chris? I have, yeah, yeah, lots I of good think, chops. I think, I think mm. they really would get would get along. Simply just like tells it. me. Honestly, one of my favorite <laughs> questions to ask people, Cyan, is is what is with the baby emoji? But anyways, um, one baby. of my favorite questions. Somebody just dropped a baby a baby emoji. Anyways, um, uh, I, hey, I like to ask people have that in your near future. Who knows? Hey, listen, hey. Hey. you heard it on hot takes. I always like to ask people who they think that we should bring on the show. But, well, you answer the question already. That's Matt. Hey, look, uh, I I have a vision of seeing things through into the future. I knew you were going to ask that question, so (laughs) don't ask. Okay, now people are dropping crazy baby emojis all over. Um, For those of you listening in on podcasts, it's just a bunch of baby faces. That's the beautiful thing about interacting with chats. As soon as you say you don't like something, uh, they spam it in chat. Hey, you mentioned earlier that you don't play live, and I think I feel like you also mentioned that you don't really attend live shows as well. Did I mishear you, or you don't really go to live shows? Yeah, man. Um, uh, everything is out the down low in in real life, so now I'm not really attending live shows or anything like that. I mean, it's not like there's anything uh, going on in my part of Canada. Mm. So, yeah, pretty much uh, just URL shows for the most part. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So you are just not distracted. You can focus on your art. Yeah. So uh, I have many opportunities to just focus on the craft rather than the performance. Mm-hmm. Although if I were to focus on the performance, I will let you know now, it will be the greatest <laughs> live performance you'll ever see. Uh, I think it would definitely rival Disco Harlots. That's how. <laughs> oh, wow. That's how. Whoa. That's how. Huge. 
that's how huge I'm talking Damn, about. Son. Here, so. Well, you know, somebody right. needs to somebody needs to book you and fly you out of the the frozen yes, tundra. Fly me out. You need to fly back to and from. Needs to be accounted for. Uh, holiday hotel stay. Got to be accounted for. Maybe maybe even a driver. Give me a chauffeur. Yes, yeah, so I'm very expensive. So. <laughs> Man. Uh, well, at the end of the day, um, I think that uh, if it's a question of location, you get a pass. I mean, I, I I don't know about you, Chris, but I feel like I've I've been going to fewer shows, but it's because like I need to use those like designated holidays that I have to play shows. Mm. So I only get so many like you know EWP days that I can use. So did you go to a hundred percent electronic? I did go to Electronicon. Did you? I mean, no. I was there in spirit with the people. We would like you to. We'd like you to come at some point. Yeah, I mean, in fact, someone great. literally just said in chat, "Can we get Cyan Blue at the next pop up shop lineup?" Because the lineup at Catch One was damn good. I mean, I mean, was it really damn good? If I wasn't there, you need to correct your wording there. Hey, you're right. That was a mistake. I'm Deja Vu. But... You gotta. You gotta. Fix it. Gotta be careful. Make it make sense. But yeah, hey, who knows? That's the limit as well. Don't rule it out. The future. Well, I always like to ask our uh, our guests what some of their fan like, what some of their favorite shows were that they were attendees at, and which ones that they you know disliked. But you know, we we can yeah, you can't really get that. We can skip that one, I guess. No, no, it's okay. Um. I guess if I had to ask you to exemplify the best um, of either future funk or French house or you know electro or whatever, like like what artists exemplify? Yeah, yeah. what track, album, or artist besides yourself, of course, right, is your mm-hmm. favorite example of your favorite genre? Ooh, that's interesting. And usually, I like to. Uh, preference this uh, you know with using because usually there's a question within future funk of what is French house what is future funk and to answer your question I feel like what I'm about to say kind of answers what I'm about to you know really say or you know answer because to me, when it comes to French House, it's about looping. It's about finding that one loop that's very repetitive, but people, you know, just can't get over. On. Okay. Okay. Of recent date, uh, there is an artist that goes by the name uh, SDR, a.k.a. Sean Desmond Resmet. Uh, Sean Desmond Resmet. Okay. I'm pretty sure I butchered his last day but he Damn. used to be known by phenom music and okay. he made a song called make me feel using the clarity the way you make me feel sample and i feel like this song is a perfect example uh of at least french house in the internet era of the late 2000s early 2010s because there's gotcha. some fantastic looping, and there's a very, very small section of 
you know, chops. When it comes to future funk now, I feel as if when it gets to that, it's now all about the chopping of the sample. Good future funk is future funk that is chopped. Lazy future funk is, in my opinion, just simply mislabeled French house. But that's neither here nor there. But no, I think that's a point of view. That that's is a, a really, really one of the best designations between the two that I've heard. I think that's Thank the you. fucking been, gem for that this was episode. Well said. That was well sure. said. I mean, I mean, guys. I mean, I am future Damn, folks, so I know these things. You would know these things, yes. When it comes I to that, thoroughly agree. I love chops. <laughs> love that. Please feel love free. That. Feel free to use that uh, when you're describing the difference. But yeah. When it comes to feature funk, it's all about how you chop the sample. And I think one of the best feature funk songs out there uh, uses the same sample as the Phenom track of Make Me Feel. Uh, it's now Eve.exe's mode track from, I think, his Remember album he released with Future Society. Okay. There are some incredible chops in that track. Truly some top-tier uh, future funk happening there. Now, when you get to the middle of both of them, which I feel would be, I would say, is my music. My music is a beautiful blend of both of these genres of music because I come from... The French house mode, but I operate within the future funk mode. I think well said. You're still using the same sample of Clarity's "The Way You Make Me Feel." I feel that my track "Dreams About You" on Scientology is now a beautiful blend of French house and future funk. Where at the beginning of the track, you are hearing the beautiful chopping of the clarity sample at the beginning. And then slowly as we get to the end of the track, get more into say a future, um, into a French house track, I mean to say, with now just the looping of the sample. And yeah, that that to me answers the question. This is the content uh, I crave. Mm, This is great. You only get this high level of thinking from the new side. Are you able to link that track in Twitch, are you on Twitch right now? Um, uh, hold on, let me see if I can get get out the Twitch real quickly. If, if not, <laughs> oh, no, is, no, no, don't, don't like mess. Yeah, up don't, connection. don't let your Please internet don't. shit itself. No, no, again, no, 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 forget <laughs> it. Forget, what is forget what it. is the name one more time of the track that you just gave us the story of with the clarity sample? Right. So first, <laughs> yeah, let me pull that up for you. <laughs> He's doing it. Uh, People, please. This is a. I think Lux posted. Is it called Mode? Yeah, Mode is the name of the Eve track. On uh, Chorus Back. Now I am giving you the one of the French Housewives by Phenom. Oh, sick. Yeah, please. This is what our viewers want to hear, you know. At least I think. the, The most consistent thing I keep hearing from people is. I want to hear more about the production process and 
more, more, can you put me on to more, you know, like music, you know, etc. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Because, Radical. you know, I feel like because there is, unfortunately, a too much of a blurred lines because we still haven't truly defined what is future funk because it is still, unfortunately, within that shadow of vaporwave, which is why, uh, speaking back, uh, whose comment was that? Was it Strips or Plastic Dreams? I'm not, I'm not sure who was the one that gave that question of uh, what do you think about uh, vaporwave and future punk, whatnot, but simply to sum it up, uh, I think in order for future funk to truly define itself, it needs to have a starting point, something that we can all point to and right. say, without a doubt, this is future funk. And once again, guys, the answer to that question is Scientology. Uh, this Scientology. Track, Brood, Brood, I consider it a quintessential future funk. I consider it a quintessential Future Funk record. I mean, Future Funk has evolved quite a bit from its almost lo-fi hip-hop origins with Keats Collective and Juicy Tunes to, you know, the Weeby, Macross, you know, Night I wouldn't even say Keats's lo-fi. It was just more so hip-hop beats with funky samples. my man knows about Keats Collective. Okay. Like, I feel like, unfortunately, you know, with Flamingosis, he gets wrapped up with future funk artists like Young Bay, but uh, because of his sample choices, yeah, being it being those funky samples, for me, he has always been, you know, a hip-hop instrumental artist. Uh, right. Same goes for Vanilla right. yeah. or okay. MT Bird. Okay. Or like, yeah. you know, like there's a lot of new disco yeah. artists like, like Leatherette. They don't make future funk, but they use samples a lot. Yeah. I'll mix a leatherette track into a, a, a dance party because people won't know like that's not a future funk artist but you know absolutely well guys I mean, we got but... five minutes oh wow I want I want, we, I mean, I want to it has been yeah it's been it, a great time it's crazy how fast it goes right absolutely. I have had such a good time and, and I want to make sure that you get to use these last few minutes because you know Chris and I will, will you know mention a few things that we have coming up but I want you to have the floors for you to promote anything anyone or just talk about stuff that you've got going on drop some links if you still have the twitch open the floor is yours um sure thing so with cyan blue please uh, keep tuned with the twitter or my soundcloud uh, we will be Bruh. dropping music whenever, but in terms of the upcoming release on March 31st, I mean, really and truly mark your calendars, people. I cannot stress enough that this will hands down be the greatest Future Funk release put out this year. It is that good. So be ready. It's going to be very right. exciting. We're ready. Very cool. Cannot wait. Um, anything else? Any any anybody else? Anything you got going on? Actually, you guys haven't really answered uh, the most important question of all. 
Have you heard the new sample? Some of it. Interesting. I have not heard all of it. You'll forgive me that. But boy, did I love what I did here. You guys have got a real treat coming up on the 31st of March. Out via Montem, correct? Montem, uh, it's going to be out on Business Casual. Okay, don't know why I thought I heard Montem. We did talk about Montem, so... I mean, Y'all will forgive me that faux pas. I thought it was BizCast too, but we were talking about Montem, so oops, you know. <laughs> well, y'all Mont- stay tuned. And in um, the meantime, yeah. if you haven't heard Scientology, what are you doing? If you want to hear dance-worthy tracks with great chops, great loops, and fun samples, uh, check out the source material too. Cyan Blue's got some great taste when it comes to source material. Thank you for blowing up that link, Lux. Well, she's really coming through for you tonight, bud. Check out Scientology. We didn't get him on the show just because of his personality and his amazing accent. We got him on the show because of the the beauty of Scientology. Is it really true that you love my accent? I do. Yes. I can't place it. At first I thought it was a bit, but... Does it still have that twang? No. No. You sound like you belong in the middle of New York City. Oh, New York. (laughs) I've never been. Actually, no. That's Matt just jumped in chat. I almost drowned when I was in New York. He almost drowned. Jesus. Well, I'm glad that you did it, bud. Um, Yeah. What a blessing. That's Matt. We were talking about how much we love your work. Um, But, uh, hey, Chris, do you want to shout out anything or or tell the people anything cool you got going on coming up here pretty soon? Sure, I've got a song on the recent Coast to Coast Collective um, That's right. compilation. That song's called Consider the Price. It should be on uh, streaming services in another day or two as well. Then I have a song called All That I Dream. That's on the SlimeWire comp. And then April 28th is going to be my party Eclipse. That's at right. 700 in Philadelphia, and that's a Friday, uh, April 28th, and I'll be playing a bunch of wave music, witch house music, synth yeah. wave, and uh, funk, and uh, like dark pop music. And then also, of course, you can get my album on vinyl from Neil Juice Records. There you go, for Clothes and Melts. And. Da-da-da-da. Still got copies of Polymath Vampire out there. Oh yeah, yep. Nice. Still got copies Good. of Polymath Vampire. My album Polymath got a label Vampire, mate there. the side project. There you go. From on Business Casual, and uh, yep, that's a good. hard seven point five on Business Casual. <laughs> All right, guys. What I think you, uh, we've got a live stream event coming up. I don't think it's been announced yet, and I certainly hope that I don't get myself in any trouble. But Daydream Deluxe and Indie Advent. Oh, yes have got a live stream event coming up. That's right. It is um, the middle of March. I believe it is March 16. Lux says it's sort of been announced. But if you like to donate to uh, help save people from cancer in Australia and you want to tune in for a 30-minute all-80s R&B and smooth jazz DJ set, courtesy of me... With uh, visuals by Indie Advent. Throwback to my old set for uh, Rosewood, um, you know, Care, I think it was. 
Uh, we got some Al Giro. We got some Foreplay. We got some Vanessa Williams. We got some Janet Jackson. I know Skelly's a Janet Jackson fan. So I think you're going to love my set, buddy. Uh, It's very romantic. Very, like, like just tearjerker tracks, man. Um, But anyways, uh, we are at time. But y'all tune in. Keep your ear to the ground. Uh, In the middle of March, there will be a live stream event. Daydream Deluxe and and, uh, Utopia District uh, throwing that event. I will be participating, uh, along with some yeah, other guys, really cool IRL keep shows. Keep on rocking in the weird world. Keep, <laughs> keep on. And, uh, and you know what, man? You need to play some some live shows, because I would love to see you play. Uh, anyways, yeah. y'all tune in in two weeks. We do not have a guest, I don't believe, picked we out got yet, Chris. We, want yet. We, want. we got some but, We got uh, some good people coming up in season three. We got some three. people in the queue coming up. And, uh, and the 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern... Well, we might need to do it a little earlier. You're looking kind of sleepy there, my guy. Um, Meet us here at twitch.tv slash hottakesvapor. And last of all, if you want to eke in a last-minute donation, follow the link. Totally optional, but very much appreciated uh, because this does cost money. And, uh, And we appreciate all of you lovely people for being here and tuning in. Thank you, Cyan Blue, for joining us tonight. You were the perfect first guest for Season 3. Hey. You guys are very welcome to bask in my glory. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, y'all. We're going to roll the ad, and then everybody have an amazing night. That's a hot take. So I have a hot take for you. My hot take? Well, I think some artists need to put a little more energy in their live sets. Overly complicated tracks are things that uh, that kind of ruin a track for me. Don't stick to any kind of genre label. Future bass is the worst music genre ever created. Barber Beats was the original Vaporwave. Fuck General Midi Choir, it's all bad. Bruh. Worst album artwork I've ever seen is uh, Green Day's Father of All Motherfuckers, probably. I find new music often, and I usually illegally download it. Stuff that sounds good. Sample is Vaporwave. It's still Vaporwave, buddy. Midiwave is a a form of Vaporwave. Deal with it. Gen Z is the future of Vaporwave. I said it. What is your musical guilty pleasure, Vaporer? It's gotta be K-pop. You don't like mint chocolate chip ice cream? You are a baby. Music isn't real. That's my weed. I'm Dan Mason. This is Babe Eric. This is FM Skyline. This is Mesh. Yo, this is Groovy Kaiju. This is Christ. You're listening to to uh, uh Hot Takes. That's that's the one. Don't touch my records. Ever.